Hey, Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. You know, I really, there's times when you know you really are gripped with the message because it comes out of your life experience. You know, you're kind of like, okay, I got my badge. And, and, and this is one that, um, that I'm growing in and developing in. But um, it is the desire of the Lord that we all live a worry-free life. Absolutely worry-free. And 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on Him. We could pull that up. Oh, my, she is good. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares about you. Um, you know, anxiety carries with it connotations of, of um, fear, worry, concern. It's all like one big family. But in that, um, we are understanding that we're not to worry and we're to cast all this we're carrying on him. Why? Because he cares for us. He cares for us. He has the shoulders to carry it. He has the shoulders that were made to carry. Can you imagine that? All the burdens in the world, and the Lord's shoulders are big enough to carry it all. He can carry everybody. And, and then, um, so in that, what we're going to understand is that is if you're carrying all the cares of the world on your shoulders, you're not really living the abundant life. You're not really living a, a, an abundant, successful life spiritually, emotionally, physically. I mean, the implications of long-term worry breaks down the body. The, the, the negative side of it is, is that it can have long-term effects on your life. And, and, and you got to realize, okay, if this is like, you know, drinking a small sip of poison over a long period of time, and it's affecting your body, there needs to come a time when you say, you know what? Enough's enough. I am going to make a decision to not worry anymore. And so, but what does it mean to cast your anxiety over on the Lord? Well, to cast means to throw off. To, to, um, to throw upon or throw aside. And so we're not to go through life burdened down with these cares and these worries. We're to throw them aside onto the Lord. The Moffat's translation of 1 Peter says this, Let your anxieties fall upon Him. Let them fall upon Him, not on you. And I want to just kind of give an illustration and... Um, uh, Daniel, could you come up here, please? He's drinking his coffee and having a snack. <laughs> You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Okay. The reason I chose Daniel, he's kind of getting that Jesus look going here. So, so, all right. So, just go, be, play your part. You're Jesus, okay? All right. You're cool. All right. So what I want to talk to you guys about is this, is that 
Worry starts actually with a small thought. It starts with a thought. And the thought might be, well, gosh, I wonder if I'm going to have enough money this, this month to pay for my electric bill. And it might start out small, like two pounds. A day goes by, car breaks down. And mechanic says it's going to cost 500 bucks to fix a car. Where am I going to get the money to fix my car? Well, that's another two-pound problem. You start thinking about that. And, and then another thought comes to you, and you think, you know, am I always going to be lonely in life? Am I ever going to get married? Am I ever going to have somebody significant in my life that is going to be able to be with me forever? And that's been something you've been carrying a while. Well, that's a little bit bigger. That's a 10-pound one. All of a sudden, you get a notice from the IRS, and it says you owe some money. And you think, well, I paid all my taxes. Surely this isn't right. But you know, when you get a letter in the mail from the IRS, that's like, you know, you get a little lump in your throat, you know? <laughs> Take a deep breath before you open the envelope. Well, that's a pretty good-sized problem. It's another care. And then the next thing you know, someone that you love very much just really hurts you. You kind of let your guard down. You didn't see it coming, but oh, that hurt. And that, that really went deep into your heart. Well, that was a 15-pound one. Okay, this all happened in a week. And now... All of a sudden, I got 30, 39 pounds that I'm carrying on my shoulders. And, and, you know, I'm not just carrying it for a moment. I'm carrying it uh, all day long. And then Monday goes by. And Tuesday goes by. And Wednesday goes by. Whoo! <laughs> Yeah, I get a little heavy here, and Thursday goes by. Uh-huh, I keep thinking about it. I'm worrying about it. I'm, see, I'm just I'm wrestling with it in my mind. A week goes by. You know, if you carry 30, 39 pounds on your back for a week, you know, it gets heavy. And, but what's, what we're supposed to do is once the thought starts small, we're not to put it in our duffel bag and carry it. We are supposed to cast it off and throw it on the Lord. We're supposed to give it to Him. We're supposed to, whoo, you know, I'm telling you, I feel so much better right now. Now, it's not light, is it? No. <laughs> but, but you can handle it. Yeah. The real Jesus could better, though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what happens? 
is that time goes by and things aren't going the way we thought they would. We've had to actually wait for some of the answers. We start thinking, you know what? I really wonder if, if the Lord's really going to fix this. I wonder if he's going to make this thing better. You know what? If it's going to get done, I guess I got to do it. There, Jesus, I think I need to take this back because I don't know. It's just not going the way I think it should. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you know, and we start walking. We start wrestling with it. It weighs us down. Oh, I'm so heavy. I've lost my joy. I've lost my peace. I've lost everything. Oh, okay, Jesus, you can have it. Take it again. I don't want it. No, give it back to me. Come on. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I don't trust that you're going to take care of it. And that's what it comes down to. Are you really trusting the Lord? Are you trustworthy? (laughs) The scripture says he is trustworthy. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean upon your own understanding, trying to figure out, trying to fix it. Acknowledge him in all of your ways, and he will make your path straight. That's a good Savior. So that's why we cast all of our cares upon Him, because we weren't meant to carry all of the problems that we're dealing with. Our bodies weren't designed to worry. It's like kryptonite to Superman. It just paralyzes you. So Jesus, would you take these now, once and for all? Thank you. You don't get them back? No, I'm not... (laughs) But what I want you to know is this. Casting your cares on the Lord. Yes, amen. Casting your cares upon the Lord implies that you are supposed to do it. He doesn't just take them from you. See, because he's already made the first move. He's already, he's already paid the price. He's already, our Father, let His Son go to the cross and die for you. He loves you so much in that while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. He's already made the first move. He's demonstrated His love to you. He's demonstrated that He cares for you. He cares for you so much, He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever will believe in him will never perish but have everlasting life. So you wonder, God, do you really care? Do you really care about all I'm going through? Well, just remember the cross. That demonstrates to you he cares a whole lot. He cares so much about all that you're going through and what you're dealing with. So in that We've got to understand that we weren't made to carry the weight of things. You know, when I first 
came into ministry was a lot, I don't know how many years ago, almost 25, 30 years ago. But when I was first in ministry, I was, Liza and I were associate pastors for the first five years of our ministry. And uh, we were like, this pastoring thing is easy. I'm like, yeah, we can do this. Uh-huh. I got it, man. All I got to do is just let the big guy take care of it. We pastor. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Lord says, all right, I want you to plant a church. I want you to start a church. Not only do I want you to start a church, I want you to start a church in Asheville, North Carolina. And we lived in Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, we, being obedient, followed the call. We, we listened to the Lord. And we came and we, we planted this church. And I looked at Eliza one day and I said, man, if I had known this had been this hard, I'd never started in the beginning. This is tough. I didn't realize what our senior pastor was carrying. The, the, the weight of it, you know, the feeling, you know, responsible for everything. And I'm like, I had a wake-up moment. I'm like... This isn't as easy as I thought it was. But at the end of it, I realized, you know what? I'm going to choose not to worry. Because he says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm going to do my part unto the Lord. I'm going to give my whole life unto the Lord and serve the sheep. I'm going to serve with all of my heart. I want to know that, that when, if you cut me, I, I bleed a pastor. If you come up against me, I'm going to smell like the sheep. I want to be faithful. But also I know I'm not made to make this happen either. I can't do church. I can't make it just a certain program or a certain, you know, a marketing scheme or a certain approach to make church happen. It is God and God alone. He's the one that bursts the church. We're called to just steward it. So as an overseer of the church, I'm called just to, to be led of the Lord, surrounded by a great team of elders who give counsel and wisdom. And you know, we're doing our best unto the Lord. It's an offering unto him. And I chose to say, you know what, Lord, whether we have enough in the bank, whether we have enough people in the seats, whether we can pay the electric bill, whether it's yours, I'm not going to worry. And it might seem like a laissez-faire attitude, but the reality is I'm not equipped to carry all the burdens in this house. I'm not made for that. I love you all, and I pray for you. And when they're big, big burdens, I tell Liza, you take it. No, I just. <laughs> so you have to, no matter what circumstance you're going through, under no means whatsoever do you need to worry. You've got to make a decision. Are you going to live a worry-free life? Or are you going to carry the worries? 
for the rest of your life. You know, the issue, you know, that little, little play Jesus and I just did where I took back the burdens and gave it back to him. That's really what we do. You know, we take it. We carry it. Oh, this is getting heavy. Oh, Jesus, take it. And then a week goes by and nothing's happened. And we're like, okay, I take it back. And, but we got to realize that we don't try casting our burdens on the Lord. We do it. You don't try. You do. So I want to show a little video clip. You don't try. You don't try this out and see if it works. You do. All right, let's hear that again. Yoda, wisdom of Yoda, you don't try. He said, I'll try it. He said, no, you don't try, you do. That is so true. We're not here to try casting our cares on the Lord to see if it works. We're supposed to do it and do it well, which means let go of it and don't take it back. You know, in that, we got to realize that in Psalm 55, 25, it says, Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. So when you cast your cares on the Lord, what will He do? He will sustain you with His everlasting arms. It's like He's holding you. He's not allowing you to go off in a ditch. This means that he'll keep you, he'll care for you. And there's implications here that as we do this, that there's an element where we can continue to live in the abundant life of his sustaining power when we're able to do that. But you know, in that, the the challenge is, I think, is that we have a propensity uh, to want to make things right or fix it. Does anyone have a challenge sometimes where you just start meddling with it because you just want to fix it? You just want to make it better so you have just tinker with it. Now, if I tinker with this long enough, maybe I'll make it better. But tinkering and, and having a fixing mentality kind of gets you in this, it's kind of like a whirlwind of thoughts where all of a sudden it just starts like a, it's like a whirlwind in your mind where this thought just keeps going around and around and around and around and around. And next thing you know, a whole day's gone by and you've been thinking about that all day long. It's like birds in the hair. You know, they just keep flying around. Yeah. It, so we need to make a decision to quit worrying in whatever you're going through. If we hold our end of the bargain, which is cast all of our cares upon the Lord, we can trust Him to hold His end of the bargain to sustain us.
to take care of us. And, but you got to understand, you see that faith has a part to play in casting your cares on the Lord. And it really implies, do you really trust Him? Do you really trust Him to help you through the issue? It takes faith to let go of problems. It takes faith to let go of situations that are bearing down on your heart. And then when you give God the opportunity, you can then begin to live a carefree, worry-free life. When you've given it to Him and you're trusting Him to take care of it. So all that we're going through and dealing with in casting all of our cares upon the Lord involves faith. Because the just are, 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 we shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith and faith alone, nothing else. So we're not putting in trust in our abilities. Faith is really the foundation of our Christian life. And faith in action is trust. Do you trust him when you let go of it? If he can take care of it, we live by faith. See, we can't do anything to please God without faith. If faith is not involved in every decision that you make, you're not pleasing God. Hebrews 11.6 6 says this, but God is, he's pleased consistently when we obey him and we give him our worries and our cares and we trust him to take care of everything. He cares about us. So we don't have to be worried and concerned about all the tests and the trials that we're going through. We can live a worry-free life. Who would like to live a worry-free life? It is a decision. You've got to decide, are you going to live worry-free or not? Now, some of you might think, well, you know what? That's just kind of like, it seems like you're just being kind of flippant. You know, there's some real concerns that I'm going through. There's some things that I'm really dealing with. You sound a little like laissez-faire, like no big deal. Just let it go. Well, you don't know what I'm dealing with. I know there's some big concerns and issues that are going on. But we have to make a determination. See, you can be concerned about something and put prayer into it, but you're not going to worry about it. Because prayer is trusting in the Lord that whatever we ask in His name, we shall receive. So if we're putting prayer into it, we're not allowing ourselves to step into the arena to also worry about it. You know, a worried prayer is nothing. It's nothing. A worried prayer is not going to get you out of your situation. It has to be prayer based in faith and trust in believing in God, and you're not going to allow yourself to step into the arena of worry. You are totally committed to believing and trusting your Father that He's taking care of you. And that is the kind of person that will rest in peace. Psalm 37, 5, verse through 7 says this. Psalm 37, verses 5 through 7. Commit your way to the Lord. 
That word actually commit means to roll over your burdens on the Lord. Roll them over onto the Lord. And it says then, once you roll them over, what's the next thing it says? Trust also in Him. And He will do it. So once you've rolled it over onto Him, you've got to say, no matter what it looks like, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Even if it takes time. And he will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. You know, we stay true to God. If we stay true in this pattern of casting it upon him, trusting him, resting in him, he'll do his part. But see, you've got to give God something to work with. And God only works according to his word. He does not work outside of his word. He's, his word is established in heaven and in earth. The grass withers, the flower fades, but my word will stand forever. God is committed to watching over his word to perform it for us. Do you understand? God is, is, has set the boundaries. It is my word. He doesn't just create new words to get you out of your situation. He works within the confinements of his word. So we must believe his word, we must act upon his word, and we must trust his word. So in that, you've got to give some, God something to work with. He's not going to work with fear. He's going to work with faith. If you're in fear, you're, you're short-circuiting the whole thing that God has for you to get you out of the situation. So he works in line with his word. And in that verse 7, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently and do not fret. So what are some of the results of not trusting the Lord? Uh, If you're not resting in the Lord, you're worrying, you're fretting, you're becoming anxious. Uh, Have you ever realized how on a sunny day um, there can be a small object, and when the sun rays hit a small object just right, it'll cast a big shadow behind it? Have you ever noticed in a kid on a sunny day and all of a sudden he discovers a shadow? A little kid's walking, all of a sudden, he looks behind him, and there's this big old shadow, right? But look, Daddy, look at the big old shadow. That's exactly how the devil works. He takes a small thought, and he casts a big shadow behind it in your life. He takes a very, very, very small thing. A small thought starts out how this progression works. It first starts with fretting. It first starts with a small thought. Am I going to be able to pay my bills this week? Hmm. Small thought. And then you start really wrestling with it. You start whirling it around in your mind. You start fretting over it. 
You start fretting. Well, what happens with fretting? This whole thing is a progression. When you fret, then all of a sudden it becomes worry. It becomes a little bit bigger. Worry begins to take on the realm of, of affecting your emotions and affecting you spiritually. And all of a sudden, guess what happens? Cousin fear comes. Have you ever noticed when you worry, all of a sudden you get in fear? They're kissing cousins. Worry draws the big brother fear. And fear's right there. And when fear takes root, it's another game. It's at a whole nother level. It started out small, a thought. And then you fret. Then you worry. And voila. Big bro fear here. You know, worry gives a small problem a big shadow. I've heard that said before. Write that down. Worry gives a small problem a big shadow. You must catch the small lies in the thoughts when they start small and apprehend them because there is a progression of fretting, of worrying, and then fear. And when fear takes a hold, what's happened? As Rocky said today, you've given over your power. Because when you're in fear, you're not in faith, and you don't have the power of Almighty God to work on your behalf and to deliver you and set you free. So I'm not saying don't be concerned about issues. You can be concerned and pray, but pray in faith, and then let it go and trust the Lord, but don't fall in to worrying. So if you want to live the abundant life, you must learn to cast your cares, your fears, your anxieties, your worries all onto Jesus. So the Bible says this, whatever is not of faith is sin. I want you guys to understand it. This is probably what kind of hit me between the eyes on this whole issue. This is really what made me stop in my tracks and realize, okay, I didn't see it at this level. Romans 14, 23 says this, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats. Paul, he's talking on eating and drinking and all this, and, and because his eating is not from faith, and whatever is not from faith what does that say? Is sin. So what is not of faith is sin. So to worry about anything instead of trusting God to take care of it is sin. Worry is sin just like lying. Worry is sin just like you're falling into lust. Worry is sin just like being a glutton. It is a sin to worry. And that's what you really need to allow to go into your spirit because we all want to be faithful and true and obedient to the word. But when you're caught up in a week of worrying about something, you need to repent and turn from worrying about it all week. Say, Lord, forgive me. I, I, I have not been trusting you. I cast this upon you. 
We were not made to carry the things that we're going through in life. And we're dealing with powers and principalities in the heavenlies that we can't even see all the time. And we're being bombarded. And God is saying, cast it all on me. And I will take care of you. So not only is sin to worry, worry is unproductive. It is so unproductive. It doesn't change your circumstances at all. How many of you can really testify that your worrying has changed anything about your circumstances? Zero. Zero. It, it, it's very unproductive. And it keeps us from looking to God for our answer when we're worrying. Matthew 6, 27 says this. Which of you by worrying can add a single thing to your life or a cubit? In other words, worrying can't make you an inch shorter or an inch taller. Worrying can't make you bigger or smaller. So we see that worry is not only a sin, it accomplishes nothing productive of any value in your life. You can't even add a cubit to your life. You can't add a day to your life. You can't add a year to your life. But the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy Worry, I want you to see this. Worry is like a thief. It's come to steal your joy. Worry has come to steal your peace. It's come to steal your abundant life. It's a thief. And you got to say, no, enough is enough. I'm tired. My blood pressure is up. I'm gaining weight. This is horrible. Worry is kryptonite to your body. And the long-term effects, I mean, physicians have said, long-term effect of worry um, is increased chances of heart disease, of, of high cholesterol levels, of all kinds of difficulties within the operations of your body. We were not meant to carry worry. So you have to make the decision never to let worry steal from you again. Never. Scripture says to, to make a covenant with your eyes that you will not look upon any unclean thing. It's almost as if we need to make a covenant with God. I choose not to worry anymore the rest of my life. I'm not going to worry. It's that big of a deal. I have, I have wasted too many days and if I add them up it could even be years of worry I got a letter last year from the IRS who's ever gotten a letter from the IRS you're walking back home into your house and you have this letter and you're thinking oh no you're like Eeyore you know <laughs> oh no so you open it up, voila, you owe X amount of dollars. And I'm like, honey, I don't owe any money. I've always been faithful paying my taxes. And, and, but, you know, it, it starts, you start fretting over it. And then it grows. It morphs into worry. And then all of a sudden it's into fear. And then I realize this is, this is crazy. I have been faithful 
and true. Always, I'm very careful about paying my taxes. And all of a sudden, we, we got a counselor. We said, you know what? This isn't right. Well, come to find out. They were, they were saying, three years ago, I owed money. Or even longer than that. And I'm like, found out they were, they were, they were wrong. They had an incorrect... Uh, they didn't calculate their numbers right. So bottom line is that, is that um, it got corrected. Thank the Lord. Everything was fine. Didn't owe any money. But that started something that lasted for months. It wasn't like I had one day of a struggle. It was like that lasted for months. And I think about all of the energy, all of the vitality, all of the, the joy that I lost over all those months. And it come to find out it was incorrect and everything was just fine. But I'm telling you, he took that thing and he blew it up. He took that small little object and he cast a shadow behind it. And it was bigger than life in my life. So what, is, what exactly is worry? I've, I've heard this said over the years, that worry is fear triumphing over faith. Listen to that. Worry is fear triumphing over faith. In other words, where there, where there is worry, there cannot be faith. Where, where there is faith, there cannot be worry. So if you're worrying about something, your worry is triumphing over your faith. But if you're exercising your faith, your faith is triumphing. It is victorious over worry. So in that, we got to realize that fear, if we allow it to grow, can basically take on a life of itself that is so unproductive, it is so wrong, and it's sin. And we got to say, enough's enough. I want to be a, a man and woman of faith. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all of my heart and everything that I do. So in that, we've got to make a decision. It really comes down to a decision. God's like, come, let us reason here. Do, do you want to do this the right way? You need to make a decision within your heart if you're going to worry, if you're going to live a worry-free life. I'm also very aware that worry is very, very unproductive and can cause me to be very, very inefficient with my time. I'm not productive. I'm not effective. I'm not a good leader. When you're in worry, you're not able to lead well. You're not able to lead well. And in that, in those moments, faith needs to be your gauge where you rise up and say, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When we used to uh, have the church gather in our house, we had a little 
wooden offering box right beside the door. So people could put their tithes and offerings there. And, and you know, we might have had 10 people show up to the house when we first started the church. And, and you know, as people, you know, would faithfully give their tithe and offering and put it in the box. I didn't know who was doing it, but there were, there were many weeks where there was nothing in that box. And I'm thinking here, hmm, he does say that he provides to the, for the birds of the air. He waters the lilies. He takes care of all of them. And how much more valuable than I am, am I than the birds and the lilies? And, you know, the Lord spoke to me one day, and he said, you know, why are you worrying about your provision? He said, I care for the birds. I water the lilies. You are more important to me. He said, if I don't provide for you your every need, he said, all of creation The birds of the air will say, you feed us, why don't you feed your own son? The lilies will say, you water us, why don't you water your own son? And he said, if I don't provide for your every need, he said, all of creation will have to call me a liar. He stopped me in my tracks. He got my attention by saying, you're valuable, and I'm going to care for you. And I'm here to make sure your every need is met. But you know what? When you're carrying worries and you're burdened, you know, your head is down. You've lost your joy. You look defeated. You just don't look like you're on your A game. (laughs) You know, you're you're carrying your weight. You feel it on you. But a person that's learned to cast a burden on the Lord walks around with a, fi- a smile. Yeah, there's a peace about you. And there's a sense that you've learned the secret of living a worry-free life. I'm telling you, it's possible. It is possible to live. All things are possible. It's possible to live a worry-free life. So don't let worry rob you and destroy your life anymore. You don't have to be defeated by worry because you can cast your worries on the Lord. And I promise you, you can live a worry-free life. That's his word. And I'm choosing to do that. And I hope you are. I hope you are. Amen? Okay, let's stand. And then we're going to have some wonderful barbecue. Father, we thank you and we praise you. The Lord, you called us to a life to live worry-free. And Father, this day, anyone in this house has been carrying some burdens and worrying about some issues. I ask at this moment, as an act of faith, that this day they will cast all of their cares upon you and choose to trust you with all of their hearts. Trust in the Lord at all times. And I'm asking now, Lord God, that faith would arise in the hearts of your people. That they would realize that 
worry is sin. And we need to come out of it and repent of it. And that, Lord, you've called us to live a faith-filled life that has no worry involved. So, Lord, I ask for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to be upon everyone here, to put their trust in you at a level that they can rest, that they can rest and be at peace and know that all is well. Lord, let the rest come upon your people as they open up their hands and let go of what they're holding on to. And I bless them with rest and peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. As we choose to follow you and keep our eyes on you and trusting you to work everything together for good to those that love you and are called according to your purpose. I bless each and every one here, Lord, with your peace, your shalom peace. I pray, Father, that peace will guard their hearts and their minds. I'm asking that peace would be even their rear guard. I'm asking, Lord, that the peace of Jesus would take the place where worry once was. And I thank you for that, Lord. I I just want you as an act of faith, I want you just to... um, I I imagine some of you have been really worrying about some things. And I I just, I want everybody to shut their eyes and and I want you just to hold out your hands. That very thing that you've been carrying for a long time now, that thing that you've been so concerned about, let's allow the Father to step in and take over and to help you. For he's a present help in time of need. And let's choose right now. I want you with your, with your sanctified imagination, I want you to imagine just giving that worry to him right now. I want you just to say, Jesus, here you go. I cast it upon you. I give you this concern that has made me feel so worried. And Jesus, I give it to you, and I let go of it. And I choose to trust you now, Lord. I ask that you would just give me peace. I ask that you would just give me joy as I choose to walk this out, knowing that you're faithful and true. And God, you work together everything for good to those that love you. So work this out for good, Lord. This that I've just cast upon you, work this out for good according to your word. And I thank you for that, Lord. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, where I've been worrying. I've been fretting. And where I've been in fear, forgive me. Cleanse me. And make me new. And Lord, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.